For decades, milk has been fueling women marathon runners as the OG performance drink. And in the new docu-series, Running Sucks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers takes us on a journey of self-discovery as she meets several groups of empowered women runners to find out what drives them, what fuels them, and what pushes them to go the distance. And in the process, she learns that she too can be a distance runner. You can watch the series at runningsuckstheseries.com and register for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon at everywomansmarathon.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Switched on Pop. I am a songwriter, Charlie Harding, and I am very pleased to be joined by Emily Boodle, a London-based musician and writer who has written some amazing series of pop essays for noisy Vice's music publication, including subjects such as the science behind why Despacito was such a big hit and the theory of Rihanna's success. Emily, what a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. You recently wrote a fantastic article about Dua Lipa's song, New Rules. Thank you. I was so taken by this article, I just, I had to speak with you about it, (laughs) both because it reveals really the essence of this really unique song, and because this was a track that was one of my favorites of the year that we never got to speak about. So I thought, what a great opportunity to do an extra little episode about Dua Lipa's new rules. Yeah, it's a great track. I think it's top five of the year. It's really, really good. Talking in my sleep at night, making myself crazy. Wrote it down and read it out, hoping it would save me. So what was the first thing when hearing the song that grabbed you? To be honest, the first thing is the weird drop just before the chorus, which I didn't actually mention in the article. Can you describe what we're hearing there? It's really weird and I did kind of want to write about it, but it's just too difficult to explain musically. (laughs) What is it? I can't really work out. It's just this very syncopated kind of displacement of the rhythm. Mm. The whole track kind of cuts out and then it kind of jars and then it 
kind of launches into the chorus. When I heard that, I was just like, oh, what's going on? Because it's not just an ordinary pop song. I love that moment. I'm curious to see if we can make some connections to what it means with the rest of the underlying message. So maybe you could share, what is the song about? So the song's about Dua Lipa has had a failed relationship or she's been dating someone. I don't know how serious it is. And he doesn't love her back, I think, is the general vibe of the song Mm. and she keeps coming back to him and she can't break the cycle they keep getting back together and then they're on and they're off and she's created rules for herself in order that she doesn't get with him again basically i think right so at first glance it's maybe sort of a a typical on the nose breakup anthem yeah but you describe this differently and say that it really distinguishes itself from the typical female empowerment spotify playlist yeah what is it doing that makes it its own creation your typical song about an ex can be quite one-dimensional so i mentioned christina aguilera Mm -hmm. and little mix in the piece and they both kind of thank their ex for how they've made them a better person and like turn it into a positive thing which is obviously great Mm -hmm. and We need pop music to do that for us. Oh, for sure. But um, New Rules has this sense of acceptance about it, which lots of songs don't have. You described it as almost pragmatic. Exactly, yeah. It's so down to earth. There's not a lot of romance. I mean, there are glimpses of romance, but (laughs) she's being very practical about everything. And I love that. But I do think it's got this real sadness to it as well, which just makes it more complex and... Mm feel more profound, I guess. She's setting up these really pragmatic rules about how to deal with the aftermath of this relationship. Yeah. We talked about Demi Lovato's Sorry Not Sorry, which is this sort of like, yo, I'm way over you and I'm not even sorry about it, right? Yeah, exactly. I love that. But this is kind of like dealing in the the gray area of it's over, but you know, maybe it's still like not potentially completely over. So I got to like set some clear boundaries about how this is going to work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How do you think that it conveys its message musically? I think that's really interesting because it's obviously this like really upbeat driving pop track that you want to dance to. Yeah. And that's the kind of practical getting on with it side, I think. And then she has this amazing kind of ethereal vocal, which... Oh, it's so good. It is. It's really spectacular, especially when you watch the video. If you haven't watched it, it's amazing. It's fantastic. Her vocal kind of floats over this powerful backing track. Yeah. So that kind of gives it two different feels at once, I think. Mm. How would you describe the backing track? Well, it's got that tropical house thing that, yeah. you know, a lot of pop's going for at the moment, and... There's a few kind of specific musical things that I really like about the melody and stuff as well. Hmm. What are those? Like when she says, he doesn't love me, the melody descends. And then the second time that she says that, she says, but I do, I do, I do. Hmm. And the I do's are an upwards lift in the melody Uh, which is just a really nice disappointment and then a rise of like but i i love myself myself, Mm, then there's a little counterpoint i'm let down i rise up above yeah i love that moment 
I think one of the things the song does so well is establish tension and take us places that we don't expect. Exactly. We open up with, as you pointed out, this tropical house synth pluck line, very syncopated rhythm, which yeah. you know, establishes, okay, a dance sort of feel. And by the time we get to the second half of the verse, that moment where that descent happens. It feels like the whole thing is almost like sighing, like, oh. Yeah, exactly. You can hear that bass just go. Yeah, it is. It's sighing. And there's even these chorus of singers. Yeah. And that's why it feels, I think, kind of resigned. Yeah. Just letting go and like releasing something. And this whole song is just one big sigh. Like, oh, why is this happening? (laughs) But it still has this real like beauty to it, I think, as well. And then by the time we get to the pre-chorus, we get the opposite. We get this rising up above. Yeah. What's going on in the pre-chorus that is establishing tension? Well, there's an ascending bass line, which is quite nice and like obviously quite a common technique, but I think that's really nice. Just this like moving up the scale every half bar or something. Yeah, every other note, it goes up the scale and it, even though it repeats itself, it feels like it's continuously rising. like building to this moment that we mentioned before the kind of drop into the chorus and that's when she's sort of stating her thesis though is during that pre-chorus right yeah exactly and she's getting stricter and strict as the music becomes more tense and like Mm. the harmony becomes closer knit with the rising bass line it's like she's becoming stricter with herself and like no 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 you can't you can't you can't because she names each of these three rules yeah right yeah she's like one yeah. Two, three. Yeah. And when she sings each of those rules, I think she's singing the exact same note, right? Yeah, exactly. It kind of comes back down to that bass. Yeah. So like as this tension is being built up in the bass line, it's rising up and up and up. She's just asserting herself like one, I'm doing this, two, this, three, this. Yeah. Ignore the background. That's really true. Yeah, exactly. Again, her vocal is kind of fighting the backing track in a way. Hmm. So then when we land in the chorus, you say just before the chorus was the first moment that caught you. Yeah. This weird stutter of a drum fill. Yeah, exactly. What do you think it is? What's it saying? Well, I've been thinking about it and I think it's almost like your friend slapping you and being like, no, (laughs) don't do it. It's kind of like this jarring back into reality Mm. because a chorus is always such a huge release. Yeah. It's as though she's written her rules Hmm. and maybe she was about to do something that she would regret. And this moment happens and then it's like, no, I've got new rules. Back to reality. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. I don't know, probably reading way too much into it, but like... (laughs) No, no, that's exactly what we like to do. It's fun. Um, (laughs) So when we get into the chorus then, how do you hear what the narrator is feeling? It's a repetitive melody. Mm. And again, it's just the tone of her voice is so ethereal and kind of mystical almost compared to the backing track. Mm. It's like, again, she's kind of at odds with the world around her maybe. And like, she's so resigned to what's happened. And like, she's trying to break back into reality, but is consumed by this sadness, I think. She kind of restates her thesis over and over again here, right? Yeah, exactly. So I think that's one of the main things to take from this track is she's basically practicing 
then when you watch the music video, you see her practice kind of pay off mm. at the end. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about that. Yeah. We've got these new rules. She's going to count them. When we listen to it, she might sound isolated, but the video here is really important. We don't usually go into the imagery behind a song, but it's a really profoundly special video. Yeah. What are we looking at? So it's a kind of sleepover scene hmm. in a hotel. With all of her best friends. Yeah, exactly. Well, who knows who they are? Sure. But we assume they're her best friends. It's quite interesting because the video for Little Mix's hair is also in a sleepover context but i think with the little mix track it's just little mix in the video and we all know who little mix are sure whereas in the dua lipa video we don't know who these women are mm -hmm. and they're all like dressed quite similarly and they're doing similar movements and we're just not quite sure like of their relationship but basically at the beginning it's dua lipa is lying on a bed kind of looking quite tragic and her friends are comforting her essentially is the scene right you said that there's sort of a moment of transformation that we see in the video what takes place throughout the video we see her friends stopping her from doing the things that she doesn't want to do mm. she leaves the room and her friend marches her back <laughs> into the room she picks up the phone to call him and her friend grabs the phone from her and hangs up right and then as the video goes on Dua Lipa takes on that role herself and starts doing the same thing to her friend so her friend tries to pick up the phone and the Dua Lipa is the one who grabs it off her and hangs up her message is spreading yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and then as she also just starts smiling and she's mm. kind of more confident and she puts shoes on which is I don't know maybe meaningful in some way <laughs> and then she draws the curtains to the room and suddenly they're outside and it's sunny and they're by the pool and everything seems a lot brighter basically ah uh, yes so the rules pay off. Exactly. And that's the moment. And there is also a weird thing with um, flamingos. I don't really know what that's about, but um, <laughs> they're there in the video. <laughs> we'll have to ponder that one. One for another day, maybe. The case of the uh, unknown flamingos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we like to do a bit on the show we call Classical Masters, where we dive into the classical past. Yeah. And make seemingly absurd but very real connections between music of different eras yeah i love doing that too you compared this song to opera yeah <laughs> what is the connection here well i wanted to do a piece about this song and noisy wanted to do a piece about this song yeah i normally write a kind of harmonic analysis of a pop song right like despacito which i think your podcast on despacito there are a lot of overlaps with my article on it New Rules is such a conventional harmonic structure that there wasn't a huge amount to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I listened to it and I just thought, this sounds like a lament. Huh. Yeah, describe the lament. So I think it comes back to what I was saying before about this sense of sadness that's just intrinsic to her vocal. Mm. Then there's the bit where seemingly out of the blue, she just says, my love. Mm. And I just think that's such an operatic line really it's it seems just slightly incongruous with the like very millennial <laughs> feel of the rest of the lyrics yeah it feels like she's almost like breaking through the radio and like trying to reach out to that long lost forgotten love exactly yeah uh, that's very operatic it just felt so tragic and romantic and operatic <laughs> so she says my love he doesn't love me mm. and in all these other breakup songs that 
we've been talking about, they don't often state that so outwardly. I don't know, it's just such a tragic thing to say. (laughs) I think it's that that really made me think she's really kind of grieving for something. That's why I made the connection to opera. (laughs) Specifically to Dido's Lament, right? Yeah. And Dido's Lament is just because, A, it's obviously just the most tragic piece of music ever. (laughs) And I think there's something to be said for melodic word painting and Dido's Lament as well, like the ascending and descending lines. Mm. So there's that. But it's also, like I said in the piece, just about resigning yourself to what's happened rather than trying to put a positive spin on it. Mm. Just saying, this has happened and it's really bad And I think both Dido's Lament and New Rules say that, basically. But thankfully end in a very different way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, let's not go into what happens to Dido. (laughs) Dido is a tragedy. I think out of New Rules, we see uh, these rules are spreading. And I think by the end of the song, I'm hearing that she has really sort of moved through this gray area and from the imagery in the video that she's spreading that message to her friends. Exactly. Yeah. So it's all a happy ending in New Rules, (laughs) which is great. It is a pop song after all. Yeah, precisely. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have any other favorite musical moments that you wanted to share before we go? Just what I said before about the upwards lift on I do, I just think is really cool because I think that line I do is ambiguous in a sense because we're not sure whether she's saying I do tell myself Mm. or I do love me when he doesn't. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I like that there is an ambiguity into how we can read that. Yeah. It suggests that there is an unknowing in the track. It reinforces this idea of being in the in-between. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's what it's all about, ultimately, is this conflicting feelings. And like we've talked about her kind of trying to get back into reality, but it's very much on the edge in a lot of ways. And I think that's why it's so different from lots of pop music, because although I love pop music and it can be beautiful and moving and amazing, it can also be very one-dimensional and reductive and... I don't think New Rules is reductive. I think it Mm. kind of perfectly sums up all the nuances and the horrible bits about dating and being heartbroken, basically. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing your really expert insights. Listeners can go check out your article on New Rules over on Vice's blog, Noisy, where they cover great music stuff. And you've got other fantastic writing there. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us on the show. We'll definitely look out for upcoming writing from you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. Thanks, Emily. Thank you.